said it before, you can't beat what you can't block. The Jacksonville Jaguars learned that today. We'll talk about it here on a postcast edition of Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. This is the postcast edition. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins. The Locked On Jaguars is your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Make sure you tap in every single time we drop an episode. And the way that you can do that is to like, subscribe, and Make sure you hit the bell to get notifications anytime we drop an episode. Wherever you get your podcast, if you listen to audio podcasts, check in there too to make sure you don't miss an episode. Shout out to the everydayers. Not a good day, but I'm glad you joined us here uh, on the postcast edition. All right, so we talk about not missing an episode and missing opportunities, right? And that's exactly what happened with the Jacksonville Jaguars today because if I told you they would hold the Chiefs to 17 points, if I told you the Chiefs would commit three turnovers, if I told you the Chiefs would muffle punt inside of their own five-yard line, and they would be penalized 12 times to the Jaguars four, and the Chiefs will almost have 94 yards. They would have 94 yards in penalties. You would have came away saying that the Jacksonville Jaguars won the game. And there was a chance that they could have won it at the end had they scored a touchdown and gotten a two-point conversion or scored a touchdown or taken a field goal and then gotten the ball back for a game-winning drive. So it was kind of shaping up for it to be one of those ugly games, games that they didn't deserve to win, but then they still won it against a good team anyway. It was shaping up for that to really happen, but it never did. It never got material. It never materialized. Uh, They lost this game in the trenches on offense. They couldn't block people. And I think it started to affect the play calling. Um, There are a lot of people right now calling for Press Taylor to be removed already as the play caller. Look, I'm not smart enough to know um, whether or not him and Doug are doing what they have always done, which is talk their way through it and come up with a a best plan. This guy's been Doug's right-hand man for 10 years, and they probably know each other. Um, And I would leave it up to Doug, Doug Peterson to determine that, whether or not the guy's not calling the game. But I remind everybody. Doug Peterson has on a headset. And he like I, I said this last week, it's not like they put Press Taylor on a hot air balloon and sent him up there by himself, and he has to call plays with no connection to Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's standing there. He's responsible. He's the head coach. He is standing there watching this happen. So sometimes with a play calling, y'all have to understand that maybe they know something that we don't. And the thing that they could know is they knew, probably knew they couldn't block anybody. We knew Chris Jones was going to be a problem. Everybody knew that. The dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer and probably the number one D-tackle in the league right now. All right? We didn't sit here and say George Karlaftis, who was picked at the end of the first round last year when we picked Trayvon number one, that Karlaftis was going to be the second, the second, uh, the second-year player that was going to be out there getting two sacks. You know, we thought that would come from one of us. So we got some questions that, that, that were answered. One – against good teams, and I told y'all all all offseason that I was only going to measure the Jaguars 
based on how they played against really, really good teams, not whether they could go out here and do something to Indy or do something to Houston because we're, we're past that now. We're trying to be good teams. So uh, today they failed the test. There was so much talk about Josh Allen and his quote-unquote three sacks last week. Well, Josh Allen was on a milk cart today. Trayvon Walker did uh, on two consecutive plays at a very important part of the game. He did draw two holding penalties from, of all people, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor had an awful day. Jawan Taylor looked like he was still playing for the Jaguars, right? And then somebody hit me up and says, I'm glad we didn't pay him. I'm glad we didn't pay him and we let him go. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, but you peacock like that when your actual offensive line is actually playing well without him. And they weren't either. They weren't playing well. And that is a big problem moving forward. Yeah, they're not going to see Chris Jones every week. They're not. They're not going to see Chris Jones every week. But I will tell you what. I'll tell you this. If they're going to be elite, they better fix they better find a way. I, I never thought I'd hear people say it. I was on the press elevator coming out of the press box. And you know what I heard people say? Well, they're going to get Cam Robinson back. Are you serious? Is that where we are now? We're sitting here. Everybody wanted to run Cam out of here. So we're sitting here and and we're, we're hoping that Cam, somebody just sitting right here on the live. Scott Swayze says free Cam Robinson. Okay. Cam Robinson had to stop doing stuff that you ain't supposed to do in order to be here. I'm not so sure they have their 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 bookend or these great offensive linemen on, on on the team right now. I'm not sure that they have the guys that's going to take them to the Super Bowl. The interior of the line was atrocious. They couldn't run. It got so bad that they got down on the. They won a two yard line first to go. They got a pass interference penalty in the end zone. They didn't run the ball once, not once. And they try, They kept trying to outflank them and trying to go outside. The Chiefs are too fast for that. They ain't letting you get outside on them. They're not letting you get outside. They stunk offensively today. And that includes 16. We got to be honest. Tyler Pearson says that Trevor Lawrence is overrated. I wouldn't go that far with it. Uh, but he definitely has to play better in these big games because you're going to get people like Shady McCoy that's going to bump their guns and they're going to sit there and say that he's not very good. These are the games that matter, the games against really, really good players and really, really good teams. These are the really the ones that matter. All right, so we're going to talk on the second half of this postcast. We're going to get into why you can't beat what you can't block and try to pick player of the game on offense and defense, and then I have a little bit of I told you so moment. But until then, man, we just got to – try to figure something out. We got to figure out what we are going to do as a team and, and, and as a Jaguars community, if they can't block people, if they can't block people, it is going to be a major, major problem and major, major issue moving forward. It, it just is. It's going to be a major, major problem moving forward. If they can't block people, a, a bad offensive line or an offensive line that's not good enough, It'll make your team look absolutely putrid on offense. And it'll start affecting the defense because those guys, they do all they can, and then they just break at the very end. I'll talk about that in a little bit more in just a second. Here on Lockdown Jaguars, first I have to let you know that today's show and today's postcast is sponsored by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. 
you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is get a profile on LinkedIn and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's really, really simple. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL, all one word to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And got to let you know about FanDuel, man. That's right. FanDuel is back in full effect. And I know y'all are ready to continue to make you some money like you did last year. But right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet on FanDuel. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season the right way. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, man, we're running it down here on the postcast edition of Locked On Jaguars. 17 to 9. The Jags fall to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh fall is the right word. They weren't really knocked down. They knocked themselves down. And 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 there were some things that are questionable. You got to run the ball when you're inside the five yard line. You got to at least try. If you see Chris Jones lined up over your rookie tackle, Anton Harrison, you gotta have somebody over there to chip him. If you're Trevor Lawrence, once you commit to running, don't try to throw a low percentage fade pass or corner of the end zone, especially when you're not hot and when you're not on fire like you always do. I'd much rather you just turn into Trevor from Clemson and start running the ball. Just get gritty with it, man, and start running. Patrick Mahomes does it all the time. These are the little things that's going to help him elevate his game. It's going to help the team elevate their game. And I know what you guys are feeling. You're feeling like this. There's just too much too many things that you had uh, questions about and reservation and trepidation about where there's too many of those things that you popped up and saw today and you're like, oh, man, I thought this was done. Everybody thought the offensive line woes were over. Finally, you get Walker Little left tackle. You got a first-round pick at right tackle, and you got your middle three. You get Ben Barch back. By the way, everybody that told me that they would be fine with Ben Barch at left guard, hello, you see what I'm talking about now? Do you see what I'm talking about? I'm tired of everybody just wanting everything to just be okay and average and fine. Teams that win the Super Bowl bust folks in the mouth and move them off of the square. Y'all y'all can't just keep settling for, well, we're fine and we're okay. And no, that does not mean you're going to have a pro bowl or all pro caliber player at every single position. But we are going to hold Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson responsible for making sure that they get the best guys they can get. And I don't think that's what they did when it came to the left guard position. Luke Fortner, you got to keep playing better. You got to get stronger. I don't know how you get stronger when you're in your 20s. If you came into the league and you were known as a technician and you're not really a physical guy. Brandon Sheriff, you got to be better. You got to play better. You got to lead the, lead the pack. And then the Jaguars, the receivers. 
as much as I like their group, and I argued, shout out to my man Antoine Winfield, because I argued against this so freaking much. I'm almost sitting there thinking they need a big guy in that group. They need a big six foot three. What give me any one of those dudes that play for the Chargers, and they just need a big catch radius dude. It seems like everything has to be wide open or everything has to be uh, about speed. And uh, Jamal Agnew, I love you to death. Uh, you should probably not want to see the Kansas City Chiefs ever again because he made another critical mistake. Uh, Trey Herndon, who uh, I've often said was as average as the day is long, missed a tackle that would have gotten the Chiefs off the field and the Jaguars probably would have gone into halftime with a 3 nothing lead. But the Chiefs score seven. The Jags come back and get a, a, a three. It was seven to six. Chiefs get the ball after halftime. Boop, drove right down the field and scored a touchdown, made it 14 to six. And then a game that was shaping up to look a little bit like the Bills game that the Jags won in Urban Meyer's year here, like it was like nine to six or 13 to nine or something. It was shaping up to look like it was just going to be a battle of field goals. And everybody was going to tell me, well, the offense stunk. The defense did its job. Sure, the defense did its job and the offense stunk. But the bottom line is when you get into these games, they're going to look like games that are going to go down to the wire as a low scoring game. The first team that makes a mistake usually loses. And the Jaguars self-destructed. They could have been they were on the they were on the positive side of the 50 yard line looking like they were ready to go. And once again, they throw the ball sideways and it was it was a lateral. It, it, it's amazing to me that they continue to do this kind of stuff. And uh, I, I know everybody was feeling so good about the team. There's no reason Doug Peterson did come out. I did hear a little bit of the press conference as I was driving home, and Doug Peterson says no need to hit the panic button. Well, you shouldn't want to hit the panic button. It's not about panicking. What it's about is reality. It's about holding the mirror up to yourself. And what it is is they're still not physical enough against these top teams. In the 96-degree he they should have been the team pushing this other it kills me that everybody sits here and thinks that just because they practice in the heat all the time that that means they're just going to automatically wear everybody out and people are going to get tired you still have to be better than them and the jaguars aren't the pass rush we talked about the pass rush it still ain't right still ain't right kayla von chason did get a sack and i'm going to mention that today because we have been uh, waiting to mention that, and we've only mentioned it four times in four years. So there you go. Caleb on Chason did get a sack. Didn't know how to bring him down, but he got there and held on for dear life till somebody else came and helped him, and they got it got him held down. Juwan Taylor, I thought he was still playing for the Jaguars today. He had five penalties. Three of them were false starts, right? He even got temporarily pulled onto the sideline. Hey, man. I still would have wished he was on our side because he never got called for that. I mean, I wonder if Doug Peterson said something to the official about him jumping like that. I really, really wonder if that's what happened. Can't beat what you can't block. Unless they improve, unless they figure out how to scheme up or do something, maybe go with two uh, more tight, two tight end sets. But now when you go to two tight end sets, uh, that means if Evan Ingram is one of them, he's a pass catcher. Everybody knows he ain't no inline blocker. So, you may get a, a little bit of help from going to two tight ends because that one tight end will help on either side, but you can't help on both sides with one guy. The Jags have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what it is they're going to do because this little quick passing game, it ain't going to work against teams that know how to tackle. It just won't. Not against these really, really good teams anyway. 
a lot to ponder, a lot to talk about, and we'll make sure that we talk about it all week here on Locked on Jaguars. Make sure you tune in and check out the show every single day because it's your team every day. And we'll just get back to the drawing board. They got Houston next week in a game that they should win. Houston is 0-2. Um, doesn't mean they're going to win it, but we're going to go out and see how they play next week. This is where we find out what they're made of. This is where we find out who they are and what their football character is because now they have to regroup after a very, very lackluster performance and be able to come out next week. Make sure you check out me and make your next watch Locked on NFL. Locked on NFL is a Monday through Friday show. I'll be on there on Wednesdays with James Rapine talking about stuff from around the league, so make sure you check that out. All right, so tune in tomorrow because we'll have more. I'm sure I'll read through some of these comments, man, and I'll do the best job I can to answer you all. Make sure you check me out on social media as well. Jags fall 17-9. to and it's a game that they could have won, even though it would have still had me on here telling you that they got some problems that they really have to solve uh, if they're going to do what we all think they can do. All right, till tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Jaguars.